team, family, squadron, we're absolutely rattled from Post Malone last night. <laughs> but boy, do we have an episode planned for you guys. We've got two heroes here, salty dogs in the industry, first-year gritmen. Yep. Can't wait to hear the inside scoop from our guys, Caleb Jansen, Tyson Fotheringham. But for right now, welcome out to yet an, another episode of The Landing. Tyson and Caleb, welcome to the landing pad. Good to be here. Good to be here. Dude, it's so good to have you guys here. You guys are, yeah, first year at the Grit. You guys came. You guys conquered. Had an amazing time. You guys were both at Post Malone last night. I'm hoping to hear. Yes, sir. Oh, my voice is shot. As you can hear, Easton's voice sounds a little bit sexier today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little grungy. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you woke up this morning. Uh, Easton's like, I don't know if I can do the pod, but he said that with such a you know, uh, a musky, raspy, raspy voice. Milky. I was like... Yeah, no, I'm positive he heard me singing Candy Paint from <laughs> was, Skybox. so loud. I'm, like, certain. I'm so positive. Yeah, hey, great concert. That was awesome. Hey, you guys, stoked to have you here. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get right into it with them. But first, let's cover a little bit of housekeeping. First and foremost, yeah, I, uh, we needed to return a report on Post Malone. Yeah, 156 tickets yeah, were fire. given out to the grit. Yeah, it was. On, we had the whole Skybox. Oh, my gosh. Unreal. Blast. Blast. A plus. And so many people, East, when he was up there just doing his thing, everyone was like, dude, that's Easton. Dude, yeah. that's Easton. Yeah, that's what I was going, that, what I was going for. <laughs> that's your guy. That's what I was going for. Just a little face tat here, face tat yeah. there, and you're there. Hey, great night. Awesome. If you guys were there, awesome. If not, the next concert we have, actually, I don't know when, uh, a little Carrie Underwood action. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're down. Yeah. You'll be there. It won't be post, but I'll, I might be there. <laughs> you might be there. <laughs> okay, moving on. We've got Miracle Bowl this Monday. Come one, come all. This is another kickback from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Bring your kids, bring your family, bring your FHE groups, bring your moms, dad, bring anybody. It's a great time. Pizza, great vibes. 6 to 10, Monday the 7th of November. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on the kickbacks? Successes or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you can't, you can't go wrong with free food. No. Why would you not go? No, you, you really yeah, can't. you got it. That's the best. Tacos, Why pizza, bowling. No, it, they're, Who's they're, the best bowler with been, the grit? They've been fun. Who is the best bowler with the grit? Um, I'm she, terrible. Shears up there. Really? Shears Over good. 200 consistently? Nah, I mean. Not that good. That Dude, that's cracked. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that is cracked. Uh, we might be rolling out some uh, bowling shirts as well, you know, the next time, but this will be great. Bowling will be great. Uh, we've got the Grit Pheasant Hunt, second annual Grit Pheasant Hunt coming up November 12th. If you want to go, if you want to shoot some pheasants and have a great time, Preston Krieger is the guy. It's going to be a great time. Uh, grit Gala, December 1st. Anybody that sold with the Grit last year is invited, and you get a plus one. It's going to be this year. Last year was at Sundance. Got a little rowdy, a little small. You couldn't bring the guy, whatever. Everyone can go. It'll be at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. It is going to be so sick. Red carpet entrance, rent a car, rent a bougie car. Come looking good. Come looking good. The The gal is always uh, 
Always a great oh, experience. It's going to be a blast. Did you guys, were you guys at the gala? Did you guys end up coming to the gala last year? No, I think oh, we, dude. yeah, that was before our time. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, it was I'm a lot. excited. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> this year will be more. All right. Ele- and then what? Oh, yeah. Day? I, hey, I'm a big politics guy. <laughs> I have, everybody that knows that. Garth has got election day in our in our housekeeping. <laughs> hey, get out. Rock the get vote. Out. Rock the vote. <laughs> Rock the vote, baby. Rock the vote, hey, man. Uh, come let your voice be heard. We live in the greatest country in the world. If you're not voting for these midterms, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. The House and the Senate are uh, up for grabs. So, hey, I don't care. Democrat, Republican, get out. Get vote. Out there, man. Let, let your voice be heard. I love that. All right. That is it for housekeeping. Easton, turn it over to you. Yeah, we know what time it is. It hasn't been a great segment this year, but we're going to battle through. (laughs) You know, it's already time for the lock of the week. So coming off of last week, it it was brutal for your guy, Bunk. Yeah. Even worse for our guy, Dylan. Oh, our last guest. I fed him that, uh, that Raiders pick and... Wow, did it with? Yeah, he gobbled it up too. He didn't even question it. It wasn't even close. That was competitive. No, shut out. Zero, zero goose egg. And then I thought, I thought (laughs) that Cowboys game was going to be. I thought they were going to be fighting to get over thirty. Turns out it was like the second or third highest scoring game of the year. (laughs) And I took, and I was so hard on the under. (laughs) Uh, Oh, hey, hey, great news. Garth Massey is now officially two. I'm on a heater. Yeah, I'm two. In, in I'm, I'm two weeks in a row. You you just hey bet on me now. I'm uh-huh. hot. I'm rolling. Two and three. We're even now. East. You I had know. me for a minute, dude. I know. And now yeah. I've caught back really up. Slipping. So Dylan is a first L as a guest. Uh, so now Caleb and uh, uh, Caleb and Tyson, you guys are going to be number four and five for the guest pick. So let's get our locks in the week dialed, in so guys can earn some free money this week. East. I love the Titans getting 12 and a half points. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just a lot of points. I, I don't think they're a great team. No. But I don't think any team in the league, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs included, should be getting 12 and a half points at the Titans. So, yeah. I like them in that spot. I think they're well coached. You know, I think there's a lot to be desired from Tannehillo quarterback. But. And playing the Chiefs. I love them getting 12 and a half. So, I'm, I'm writing Titans plus 12 and a half. Beautiful. All right. I like. Uh, Vikings covering. They're minus three and a half versus the Commanders. Now they are in DC. They're in DC. Um, was, that, was that one of your guys' locks? <laughs> hey, that's great. <laughs> We're rolling. Uh, I, I like it. The Vikings are good. The Commanders aren't good. Three and a half is not a ton. Uh, and they look good. The Vikings look good. So I don't know if I love this one. Last one I knew it was free money because I know the Rams and I knew they were going to lose. I just knew it. Yep. So that, that one, you could have you could have put the house on this one. I'm like, yeah, you know. I don't know but, why I don't just do things that I know are going to, like, you're like, so, we both knew that. This one I knew. Last week, I, we both knew that. Yeah. It's, so, it, it leaves me to question, why would I not bet that? It's like betting on Drew selling a million in rev. Like, why would I not? I would. It's a, when has Shanahan ever been betting against me? Like. I know. And only a point and a half why, so what, what, what would possess me to bet the under in a Dallas Cowboys game? I don't know. I make, dude, I make myself so sick sometimes. You just got to look segment. back. Hey, hey, Anyways. hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay. Let's hear our guest's lock of the week. Locks of the week. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll start. So, huge, huge football guy, so I yeah. know a ton about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> used, to, uh, used to own a Saints jersey when I was like 11. Okay, so who was I, it? I was a Breeze. Okay, yep. All the yep. way. Breezy, come on. Uh-huh. Breezy. So, i got to go with my boys, the Saints. Okay. Wow. So, we got the Saints. 
don't, I don't even know. know who they're playing. But you're just saying money yeah, line saying straight up them. all day. Don't they, matter. I love that. Hey, they did take the the Raiders to the shop house. Yeah, it was bad. That's no, it was saying. so Graphic. you got the Saints taking it money line. But you know that one might you know maybe don't put tell your them, back end on it. <laughs> no, they don't. They're they're against the Ravens. <laughs> So yeah, Ravens two and a half points. We checked I like on it. that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the one. <laughs> you have a bye. Like, as long as they don't have this a bye. This should get fun. All right, Caleb. So yours then what was the Vikings. It was the Vikings covering. covering. Are you saying covering or money line? Covering. Okay. Yeah, covering. That's yeah, that's fair. Hey, yeah. If, if it's a lock for one person, it's probably a lock for another. So. So we've got the Saints covering against the Ravens, Texans, or pardon me, uh, Titans, Titans covering against covering the, against the Chiefs, and then, and then the, the Vikings covering against the Commanders. Going on the road. Battling Taylor Heineke yeah. and hand combat. Yeah, that's not a big game out of our guy Jay Jettis. Yeah, I love yes. it. Well, hey, that's it for the locks of the week. Sounded great. Put some money on it. Let's have some fun. Okay, now it is time to take a deep dive. This is going to be such an interesting podcast. It's going to be a lot like, not a lot like Zach Kinzel's, but we really wanted to take, especially in this heavy recruiting season, we wanted to bring in guests that weren't homegrown at the grit, right? Because homegrown, homegrown grit guests. Homegrown great guests. Four times. <laughs> like, it, it, it almost just seems like they're, they're homegrown. They they haven't experienced anything. They're just different. But bringing in guests that this is the, their first summer and they did have massive success. And there's a lot to choose from. But this is like a two-in-one package that we had to get you guys on at the same time. It just opens up people's eyes that don't work with us. Right? That it kind of just sheds a little bit of light on what we have to offer here. What what is still out there. Out there to be taken. So we just want to get a little background on you guys because not a lot of people know you guys. You guys are pretty fresh at the grip. Give us a little background, each of you, maybe Tyson first and Caleb. Uh, where did you guys sell your first couple years? How much did you sell? How many recruits did you guys have? Realistically, how did you guys get into the space? Tyson. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we sold two years, Vantage, two summers over there. Um, first year, did like 110K, feeling pretty good, like, Right out of college, you know, making around 50 grand. Stoked. Yeah. That's a great, you had a great deal. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love that. Healthy margins. Oh, yeah. And then uh, second year, same place, Vantage. Went back up to Seattle. Uh, did 220K. That's great. Stoked about that, too, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have any recruits your first year or your second year? Uh, and are you guys, were you guys like a package deal getting started? How did you guys come to, like, work at Vantage together? Uh, or just friends at Vantage? Well, so we were on our missions, and then right. COVID hit, and so we came home right before the summer. We were supposed to come home after the summer, mm. and it was like, well, we're home, I guess. And my, my brother had done sales and made decent money, and I was planning on doing it the next year, and then ended up coming home. I was like, well, I guess we'll go do it. And right. so we had some uh, like family ties to Vantage, and then I just called Tyson. I'm like, hey, I'm, go- I'm going to Seattle for the summer, like, no, like we're going to, we're yeah. going for. Dude, he just told me we were doing it, bro. And we just <laughs> yeah. did it. Yeah. So then, then we ended up there. That's so fair. Just the healthy clothes. <laughs> yeah. Healthy clothes. So yeah, we're going. So uh, hey, pack your bags. I'll be, I'll be there in five. <laughs> so then, Kale, how did you do your first year? You did. So my first year, I did 100k. Okay. Uh, and then the second summer, I did like 165 ish. Okay. Gotcha. So you guys just worked together. You guys were like inseparable, and whatever one person does, the other one does. Yeah, kind of weird. So, so what what was the main appeal? Like you said, you already were dead set on selling. Like you said, you were going to sell the summer after you were planning on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what all played into that? Just like you saw your brother do okay. Like you thought you would be good. You didn't have any other options. What are the different factors that played into you saying, I want to do the whole summer sales thing just as a whole? 
Uh, yeah, so my, my brother went out, uh, he's three years older than me, so a few summers before me, and made like 30, 40K. And so I, I was just like, well, obviously, like, why wouldn't I do that when I get home from my mission, you know, in college? Yeah. And, and so it was just kind of going to happen. Yeah, it's crazy how it's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I remember I got home in 2013 in September, and I got a call, hey, come sell pest control. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, my cousin sold a Vivint one time, but he got, like, ended up not getting it back. Like, it just did not have the rap of, like, being reliable, trusted, true. And now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my brother did it. He did fine. And, like, I just I just went out and did it. So you guys went out your first year. Any recruits your first year or just you two? Just heading out. Uh I think Tyson technically was my recruit, but I don't know. If, great. I don't know. Yep, if that, <laughs> that counts. So it's just it you two. I don't know if it ended. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He made a fat override on you yeah. two. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anything came from it. But <laughs> yeah, a best friend. Yeah, a best friend. Yeah. And then the second year going out, did you guys come back after your first year, start recruiting a lot, or what did that look like? Well, we we took out two of our buddies that were like same boat. They were just like, oh, you guys made some pretty good money. Like, we want to see what it's about. And we're just like, yeah, come out. Same thing. I really don't know if we made any money off of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, it was sick. That's, that's okay. It was a great That's summer. Okay. So doesn't matter. Two yeah. summers in Seattle. And then did – so you finished that summer. Then this kind of leads in the next question, right? Like, you both didn't have bad summers, right? Like, at other companies, obviously, when you're at the grid, it's like you do 200K and it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't have the, the summer I, I wanted. Right? And 200K, though, at other companies, even at our company, that's a that's a huge feat, right? A lot of people have the goal to go out and do 150 200k that's a lot right but the question that i want to have like that apparently wasn't enough for you guys right you guys wanted more what would you guys say are the main factors that led to you both deciding that together there needed to be a change um well i I feel like like i'm like a big numbers guy yeah and so this was the summer that when we our second summer was when like skylar was in portland uh and drew was Doing one of his million dollar summers. Yeah, which one is that? Is that the first or third? <laughs> it was uh, it was twenty twenty one, right? Yes. Yeah, the year before the game. Yeah, <laughs> just so we're all so the his same second age. his second million yeah. dollar summer. Yep, it yeah. was his second one well, in India. One of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and we would be driving out Terry every day, and and we were following the Instagram, and we'd look, and we'd be like, "Dang, dude! Like we we thought we had a good day yesterday, you know, four or five accounts, and who's this weird looking guy with long hair that's that's selling seventeen and this drew guy who sold 20 like just every single day yeah uh and i think it was kind of like like kind of like midsummer we kind of knew it was like something like we were like we want to at least check that out uh but i would say that was like the biggest thing and then just kind of like went from there yeah and what were your guys's biggest ties to your previous company friendships or like what 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 kept you guys there year two why didn't you guys explore options after year one uh after year one, we, we kind of dabbled around. You know, we were those guys that were, like, shopping solar, shopping Vivint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutco knives. Uh-huh. Nah, just <laughs> yeah. literally, like, whatever. Like, we were always just like, yeah, try it out. And then, like, like it just came summertime, and we're like, oh, we need to do something again. So it was, like, back to Vantage for okay. round two. Gotcha. And, Tessa, what about for you? You saw the numbers. You guys saw the Instagram. What, what, like, led you guys to saying, like, all right, hey, let's actually take a deeper look into other options. Oh, yeah, dude, it was the same thing. We'd look at the Instagram, and I'm like, 
I'm like, dude, that Drew guy, he's pushing Facebook ads for sure. I'm like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> unless this guy's like casting spells, there's no way this guy's selling that like consistently. I was like, I gotta see what this is, you know? Yeah. It was one of those. So just like a curiosity <laughs> thing. Yeah, it was just it was killing me, dude. <laughs> it's funny, Wills is in here. Mosquito signs in Philly. <laughs> on the side of the road. He's running those for sure. Um, well, I think the, probably the most, like, shocking thing about your guys is coming over here and, like, the way that it's transpired is you don't really have a, con- like, there isn't a super strong tie here. Usually you hear of, like, uh, so these switchovers happen and it's usually, like, there's, like, a cousin or an old companion or someone who you grew up with. There's usually some kind of loose tie which, like, you guys had the loose tie, but it, this was mostly, like, you guys taking initiative. Yeah. And so I, I guess my, my, my question is, like, you guys had all these expectations. You're going out to area. You're saying, this guy Drew's casting spells, whatever. <laughs> you have all these expectations of the grit. Then you come home, check it out. You plug in. Now you've been a part of it for, like, just under a year now, one summer under your belt. Expectations versus reality. We've asked this question before on the pod, but... What are the biggest differences? What are the things that you were surprised by? What are things that you thought it was going to be that it wasn't? Just talk about expectations versus reality. Uh, yeah, expectations. I mean, like production-wise, obviously, I, I think we both kind of like exceeded like what we expected, like over doubling personally. Yeah, and just to even butt in, right? You guys, this your first summer with us. You each did a little over 400K. Yeah. You each did a little over 400K. You guys ended with 10 recruits selling out in in the good old, you know, dirty Detroit. Mm -hmm. And currently, after both selling 400K each, you guys are now sitting around like 20, 21 recruits at this point. Right. So big level up. The results were there, right? So now back to to Easton's questions, expectations versus reality. Yeah, I think think we went from like probably 400K in in downline combined. Yeah. Yeah. To that personally each, right, to over $2 million. Uh, so I think, like, production-wise, that was, like, expectations were farly exceeded wow. in that sense. And what about you, Tyson? What would you say? Uh, like, what did you guys think of the grit when you thought? Did you think that you guys were going to be able to hit those type of numbers? Did you think that stuff was, like, out of reach? Did you think it was real? Like, what? and then when you actually got here? It's kind of like, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't know if it was going to be real. My yeah. expectation was like, oh, dude, we're going to go out. We're going to work double the hours. Yeah. Like, these guys are insane. They're all crazy. Like, I'm kind of down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll see how it goes. And then set a high goal. Started hanging out at the office. Like, there's tons of people that just believe in you. Like, pump you up. And I'm like, like bit by bit, as we get closer this summer, I'm like, oh, I think I can do this, actually. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like – like, like looking in and seeing like Skylar and Drew and, and Seeger and like all these guys putting up big numbers that summer, uh, like that was like super appealing, but to like play devil's advocate, like with yourself, it's kind of like, yeah, like those guys are all super good, but like they just focus, they only care about the guys that are selling a thousand or like their grit only wants to like put their effort towards the golden doors, like that type of thing. And so I feel like that was like a cool thing to come here and it like not be like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and see... Like, obviously, there was however many, 12, 13 golden doors. Yeah. A uh, couple of million dollars. And, like, like that's obviously, like, way cool. But there's a lot of other people who are selling, like, super lately uh, and get just as much, like, attention and training and, and this and that that, like, aren't just the OG uh, golden door million-dollar guys. 
Yeah, because I know a lot of people are hesitant to even, like, knock on the door because they think that – they just think that, like, dude, I, I'm not going to be able to train with Drew. I'm not going right. to be able to train with Skyler. I'm not going to be able to train with these guys. And, like, your guys' experience, once you signed, did you – did you were you guys able to train with a lot of those guys? And what did that look like? Yeah, yeah, we did a ton of trainings, like, obviously, like, with, with Skyler and Brock and, and Parker because we work with them. Yeah. Uh, but, like – even looking back, like, I remember sitting in on a ton of Seeger's trainings, uh, Drew's trainings, uh, Cody, like, a lot of people that have sold well. And I think one of the cool things is, is because, like, in selling, there you can be good, but you don't, like, do it exactly how someone else does it. Like, you yeah. kind of, like, tailor your own thing. And I think one of the cool things about being able to train with, with multiple people that have sold that well is instead of just training, like, maybe with one person who's, like, good – and just kind of like taking stuff from then you can take so many things from so many different people and apply it to yourself. And like, that was like a huge thing. I feel like that helped me this summer is like, Oh, I had this line from drew. Oh, I did this in my intro from Seager. I closed like this. Cause cause Skylar, like I got a lot of cool things like that that were like uh, applicable to tr- training wise. So that was cool. That's a huge, that's a huge piece. Mm-hmm. Cause if there's one extremely elite rep, you're going to obviously seek out that one rep and train with them. Yeah. The reality is when the sample size is one, though, so much of that rep's natural personality is going to bleed into his trainings. Right. But when you have a sample size of 13 reps all selling at, like, such an extremely elite level, you could take bits and pieces from each Cherry pick. principles mm-hmm. that make it work for you. Yep. Because between the 13, like, the personality range from Nate Hawley to <laughs> – Alec Withers or Nate Hawley to that is a story. It's just like really, really broad. Yep. Like the the spectrum of, of people who have sold in a really elite level. So that's one thing that I never even. Uh, I, I love the way that you that you articulated it. It's just yeah. <laughs> like you don't even have the opportunity. You kind of just have to. If there's only one elite rep, and most of the time it's not even a Golden Door rep. Normally you're just relying exactly on what they say, how they say it, and you just. You know, try to monkey see, monkey do. But when you you've do, got you do your best. 13, 14, you can afford to take, oh, I'll take Brock's closing. I'll take Drew's soft closing. I'll take Cal's rapport building. I'll take Parker's service. I'll take Seeger's racking. I'll, I'll take Easton's I'll take, charm. I'll take Cody's work. I think that's right. <laughs> no, uh, it's, just, it's just really interesting to put it that way. Yeah, and, and, and taking it a step deeper, you guys, what we really want to talk about, because there's a lot of people, there are a ton of people whether they're looking to switch to the grid, whether they're looking to switch to another company, like it's a nerve wracking thing, right? It's, it's tough. Like I, I've switched, I switched companies once and like, dude, it's really, really hard. You build up relationships, you build up friendships and, but there is a point when, when it comes to the fact that like, you've got to do what's best for you and your future, right? And your future family, whatever, whatever, whatever that may be. So there's a lot of people that are listening to this and maybe they're ready to take a jump into the next phase of their life, whether that be grit, whether that be this company, so whatever it may be, but it's scary. So we wanted to walk through your guys' recruiting process and exactly like what it took to make a big switch, right? A big, you know, a big pivot in your guys' lives, right? So, so you guys, you run into Skylar on the door, right, Tyson? Yeah, I knocked into him in Portland. Okay, and what did you guys, do you guys just chat for a little bit? Did he try to recruit you? What did that look like? It was super funny. Like, I rolled up in my, my Toyota Corolla. Uh-huh. And I was like, yep. who's this guy knocking in my neighborhood with, like, long hair? Yep. You and then boot him out. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll just give him the boot. He comes <laughs> yeah. over on his Segway, and he's like, he's like, hey. Like, super nice guy. He's like, I've been here a few days. Like, you might want to go somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll just hang out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he big goes, dog's Skyler. Yeah, big dog's me. 
he shows me the the iPad and he's like, yeah, I just wouldn't knock this street right here. And it's just three golden stars or three uh, three green stars in a row. Yeah. Or actually it was eight. It was like eight doors in a row that he had just sold. And I was like, just yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably just bounce. <laughs> yeah. just gotta, I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, anyways, yeah, I got a call from oh, uh, yeah, it's my manager. Car, it's a car group thing. I got to close it's, a it's deal. A car, it's a car group thing. It's it's just over there. <laughs> It's not here. Wait, wait let me that. see your let me see your area limit last. Okay, so you guys started chatting. So we started talking. Uh, he would DM us like through the summer, like, "Hey, dude, hope things are going well. Like, we're gonna knock here, don't knock here, just like, you know, <laughs> or else, <laughs> or else, just staying in touch, you know." And yeah. then, yeah, once we got back, uh, he'd reached out a few times. I think we set up a meeting, and I think I think Caleb was the first one to go into the office. I'm pretty sure. So you, guys, you didn't go in together? No, we actually went in separate the first time. Yeah. Super random. Mm. Yeah. And how'd that go? Good. Who'd you meet with? Skyler. You did? Yeah. And what did you, what was the, the just of that one? Honestly, I don't even remember. I feel like we were kind of just like laydowns almost just because <laughs> like it was just like, dang, dude, like how are you doing that? Yeah. Like I want to do that. So you went in just... Lay down city. No, no, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. No, I went in and, and kind of like, you know, the typical, like, uh, you're, you're kind of trying to find what's wrong almost like, yeah, like poke holes in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like almost like what, why, why shouldn't you like listen to him or like, what, why should you stay where you are? You know, like why, why not type of thing? Yeah. Um, and, and so I, that was kind of like my mentality at first. And so the whole like meeting, I'm trying to like think, yeah, but like. I'm waiting for him to slip up almost. Slimy salesman. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think it, I think it went good. I don't really remember. And then we, we kind of talked later, and we were just like, because we were obviously planning on selling for at least at least another summer, anyways. Like no matter like what we were gonna do, and we were kind of were just like, like if we're gonna do it, might as well, like, do it, do it. Type so, thing. Ty, did you have like the same meeting with Skyler? Uh, I came in, uh, yeah, a little bit later. Similar meeting with Skyler, and I remember like sitting there, like almost like a little upset. Like, I was just like, oh, dude, everyone's, like, such a good salesman. This guy's just getting me stoked. I was like, yeah, everything he says just makes, like, way too much sense. Like, I just need to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I go home and, like, slept on it, like, for a few days. And I was like, dang, it still makes sense. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, I, I, this is not the news I wanted, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so then you guys came together. You're like, this is the, like, yeah. this is it. Yeah, like, let's do it. Okay. And then you guys decided, let's do it. What was the next step? Did you guys sign? Did you guys? Did. Did you just had a couple guys that were gonna come back. Did you guys bring them in, or what? Did that, what did the transition process look like? Yeah, I feel like that's the tough part, and like that's what's hard for like a lot of reps. Is it's like it almost feels like an emotional decision leaving all your friends at Vantage, coming to like sell for a different company, but it's like you just have to think of it as like a business decision. You know, it's like we're just guys with our jobs. Like it's just what makes sense. So had the hard conversation with some of the Vantage guys. Kind of hurts, yeah. but you just got to rip the Band-Aid and then... It's, everything's still good. Like, you know, relationship's good. Like, yeah. It, yeah, like, love those guys. But, yep. like, no hard feelings by any means. Because I know there is a right way and a wrong way to, like, leave. Right? right? And right. I personally think the first time I left, I don't think I did the right way. I was kind of coached to leave the wrong way. It was, like, kind of... I, I don't feel good about it. I ended up, you know, making amends. But I think if you do it right, right? Like, right. most, and I'm going to say most... Most of like managers, they want what's best for you, right? Mm -hmm. They want what's best, and if it if it is a better option, they'll they'll totally understand. But handling like adults, I feel like is such 
the best way to, even if it is a nice text or even if it's yeah. like, but handling like adults, not just ghosting people, right? Like yeah. explaining what you're really going through and, and hopefully at that point they're, they're good with it. They're happy, but sometimes they're not. And then, you know, that's a bridge you got to cross. Yeah. Where you're, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, and I feel like, like it's, sometimes it's just kind of, you make it a bigger deal than it actually is, right? Yeah. Same thing with, like, going into the meeting or, like, just a lot of things. Like, it's not a big deal if you don't make it a big deal. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, if if there is a relationship, and if you do it the right way, and there is a relationship that's, like, burned or ruined, probably, like, wasn't that real or, like, legit of a relationship in the first place. Like, if if you're doing it in a good way and, and that ruins things, it's, like, this probably wasn't the best relationship to begin with. Yeah. Because, like, we still have a great relationship, you know? That's awesome. I've never had to send one of the breakup texts, but I feel mm. like I've, I've coached a fair amount of these. <laughs> yeah. I just, my, my, my. And hopefully you never will have to my, send yeah, text. I, ideally, no. <laughs> what would the landing pad be, man? Oh, dude, Tears. Be, be dead, dude. No, uh, but, but my, my thought process has always been this. I have the hardest time believing, like, all management does, regardless of company, is, like, always express to the rep how much they care and how much they love and how they want. Uh, the rep to do what's in their best interest and how it's like you just profess all these things through the course of management. And I just can't see how if you go to your manager, wherever you are, whether you're coming here or another company, and the angle that you take, and this is the same conversation for for people who have like parents that are reluctant or, or any degree really, when when there's like love and care and affection being professed, it's like, okay, well, you've professed all these things. You've said that you care. You said that you care about me doing the right things, going the right direction. I feel that this is that for my life. Are you saying that you don't want me to do what's best for me? Yeah. I feel like if that's the way that you pitch it, how can someone be like, no? Like, yeah. N- like, no way. I care about you, but no. It, it, well, it's like, Doesn't oh, it's, okay, well, the two things can't coexist. It's either like you said all those things and you meant them, which means you'll let me do what I feel is best for me. Or he didn't mean all those things, and it was all selfish, anyways. And now you just want to keep me, and now it's yep. showing. Yep. They just the two can't coexist, and so, anyways. And that's why I, I like to think that most, right? Like most stories that you guys, that the guy still has a good relationship with mm-hmm. with Israel. Sometimes you just know that it's fake, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and that's what's tough. And I think this, you know, with industry is a little more cutthroat than others. But it sounds like you guys did it, did it the right way, hundred yeah. percent. So then you guys, you guys peeled the band aid. You guys started. You brought your two guys over here. That were they stoked? To come on over to the grit. Oh, dude, they love the merch, bro. Oh, I love that. You gotta, gotta love grit merch. Shout out to the creative team. So, you guys came over, started to train. Did you guys train a lot? Did that, did you guys train more than you did with the previous company? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We trained, we trained a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, tra- training the other two summers was just kind of on the doors, you know? Yeah, just your first door. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So. And then you guys took recruiting a little more seriously and ended with 10 guys this last summer. Yeah. Right. And now you guys are back, killed the summer now of 21. Yeah. So it's successful. Yeah. You guys are stoked on the switch and everything went according to plan, you could say. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like from the recruiting aspect, uh, like coming af- home after our first summer, there wasn't really much like incentive to recruit in the sense of like, like we like obviously got hooked up, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it was kind of like if we were to recruit someone, I didn't want to be in that situation where it was like, I kind of choose what what they make, you yeah. know. Because obviously, like if it's someone that I have like a relationship with, like a friend or bro- or whoever, like I want them to get everything out of it they can. Everything that you got, right, right, and like give everything to them, uh, which doesn't leave much left over, right. And so it's kind of like just like 
we almost tried to not recruit. Like our two friends that came out were just like ones that were like, like you guys, I want to do it. <laughs> like, no, no, fam. Uh, yeah. yeah, the grit's down the street. Get it's them honestly not that great. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're going back? Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, nah. like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, it was that's kind of how it was. It really was. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you can come if you want. Like, I got got another seat in my car. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not, bro? And so <laughs> one of those. Just we told, split gas. You have to pay for gas. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, but we just told the recruiter just, just max them out you know that yeah. type of thing and so like there, there wasn't really any recruiting or growth so coming over here and like seeing there's like an actual system and we didn't know like how to that, yeah that's like another big oh. thing like, yeah skyler was the biggest help with that like we come in he's like oh dude send this text this person like it's so easy yeah instantly we have like we have like five meetings set and i'm like dude that was not nearly as hard as i was making it be <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we just didn't know it was even like a thing right uh, and so I think coming over, seeing a system in place of like, like a, like how to do it was like really helpful. And then B seeing that it's like, it, it's, it's in everyone's best interest. Um, and not having to like pick and choose type of thing. That was like something that motivated us to, to recruit. And then obviously like seeing how to do it. I think that was like a big thing. In the same vein of like switching, switching and training and so on and so forth, we always hear about like you know culture, environment, high, all ships rise with high tide, all the things, <laughs> yeah. all of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all of it. it, all of it, just all of it. What were some of the smaller things that you guys noticed as like differences when you guys came over? Like whether it's pitch specific, the way that we manage area, the way that like we have systems. You were just talking about for recruiting. What were some of the smaller differences that maybe don't get talked about as much that like really move the needle for you guys? Uh, I feel like for me, something that made a huge difference as far as like my sales goes is it was like just eliminating all of the like uncontrolled variables. Like we would go in the morning, Skylar would have all the area like pre-cut, like everything just like perfectly laid out. We knew it like the training was on like every morning, like he would text us, like be prepared for this. We'd come in and it was just like, there was like nothing up in the air just cause it was so well planned that it was like, you knew exactly like step-by-step step what your day is going to look like as compared to like last year or I guess like advantage it was kind of just like you know go go knock what you knock don't bagel like we'd cut our area yeah, never that our, no, no we'd cut our own area driving out to area just looking for the honey pots oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is this succulent little plot <laughs> this is new on the where map is, yet. where is this dusty little chair <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All uh, right. So, all right. So having that, okay. What would you say, Caleb? Um, like obviously like yeah, everyone talks about the culture and all that. Cause like th that, that is a big factor, but maybe like more little, uh, specific things like for me, like in the pitch, uh, not like a specific thing was like not giving the, the customer a ton of opportunities to like, to win. Yeah. It, it, I guess make me lose, right? Obviously, you want them to win and, like, feel like they're winning, but, like, not, like, have them feel like they're, like, above you type of thing. And, like, uh, certain places to soft close, certain things to, like, definitely not say that kind of just end the sale, certain questions to ask, um, a lot of things like that. And that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with training is, like, I took so many different things from so many different people, uh, which was, like, very beneficial to me, like, that directly correlated to results in the summer yeah and i'll even spring something up right like you guys weren't bad right this is I, i'm gonna harp on this you guys were good you guys were probably top 10 
with your previous company, right? Like top 10, top 15. 220K is a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a ton. Year two, that's a lot. That's a lot, right? And it's Big like, hitter. and you guys sold, a, like, you guys sold a lot of accounts two years. You guys knocked a lot of doors. You guys pitched a lot of people. But it's so cool hearing, like, no, we came here and we were still able to make adjustments, like, blank on the intro, blank in soft closing, mm-hmm. this on here, this here. Dude, it just shows that there's always, always more to, you know, more to get, more to add to your pitch, more, you know, tools from the toolbox to be able to continue to get better. Yeah. Right? And I feel like for everyone that's going to be different. Like, for example, I think I think in my first two summers I, I did less than five, five switchovers combined of those two summers. And so, like, that alone <laughs> was just, like – that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, like just learning how to do a switchover for me, like that, like gave me a ton of extra sales. Because how many accounts did you guys each do? Accounts, not not revenue. How many uh, accounts did you guys sell? I, I think our second year, you did like two sixty. I did like two twenty. Probably yeah. And how many did you guys do this year? Or two twenty twenty two? Four or something. Four thirty. Yeah. Four twenty. Just above four hundred. I love that. Yeah, and uh, like for like the switchover thing for me, that like opened so many new sales for me to get. Um, and, and maybe like for someone like switch, they already know how to do switchovers, but there's obviously like a lot of things that you don't know how to do or else like you probably would be selling like Drew and, and a lot of these people. And so for like whatever it may be for me, it was switchovers for like someone else. It might be something else. And so like that was cool to learn whatever I was lacking personally, which would be different from everyone else. I love that. I think <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm all about like improvement by osmosis. Yeah. And just like there is a certain degree of betterment that just comes from being a- around people who are better than you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe in that for sure. But I think we get so wrapped up in like the the non-tangible, like the culture, environment, leadership. Like we get so caught up in the non-tangible yeah. that we forget there are so many like tangible changes like yeah. that, that saying can make this you in the intro, so much better not saying that how to do switchovers how to how to build report like all of these are very actionable things to do and it, it's it's just so funny because we get caught up in the in the gray not you can't touch it you can't feel it yeah but there are things that you can like right. no you can literally say don't do this do that instead right yeah and you'll just sell more because of it and we talk about it all the time, but it's and same thing with recruiting. It's like, yeah. well, if you say this in your meetings instead of that, you'll probably sign more. Mm-hmm. And to something super bold, right? And this is like, like I said, we, I'm not trying to be super bold, but we do it. And by we, I mean like the grit just does it better than anybody else, right? Like, like that sounds oh, yeah. super like, I don't want to like toot the horn of the grit or whatever, but like 14 golden door, what, dude, you guys can come learn. You can come learn. I loved having Kinzel on. He did 400 400 accounts, his best summary did 650K. You guys are doing 200 accounts. You guys doubled, like, the proof is in the pudding. Come learn, right? Yeah, the culture's great. The leadership's great. Like, all those things are great. Dude, come better your pitch. Come sell more bug juice, right? Like, yeah. it can be done with slight adjustments. And that's and that's what we're here for is to help guys, le- guys and girls level up. Yeah. And ending on this question, right, you guys, and, and this is, a, you know, a broad question. You guys can answer it however you, you know, see fit. After making the switch, do you guys have any regrets, even the way that you switched or what you've done since you've switched? Do you have any regrets? Why or why not? We can start with Tyson. No. Like, there there hasn't been a single, like, con of switching over. It's like what I was saying earlier. At some point, it's just like, it's just a business decision. You got to go do what's best for you. And, like... 
coming here and literally selling double of what I sold at like another company. Like, I don't know how you can look at that and be like, well, that sucks, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been nothing but happy since being here. Rad. And then just the friends too, you know, it's like, that's, that's just the, the fattest bonus you can get. Just meeting like great people going out, bonding with guys over the summer. Like I, I love the whole thing. So it's just been one, one thing that if we could go back, I would probably not put you with Wills. That's got to be, you know, a tough one. Yeah, yeah you know, other that, than that, no, that other than that, it's going, it's go, it's going, it's going great. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but, hey, but hey, we made it work. We're, we're all, for, all we're all for the ride. No, we love Wills. Wills is killing it. All right, Caleb. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it'd be it'd be hard uh, to have regrets, right? Yeah, like just from from like a production standpoint, from like a growth standpoint, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be hard to like when coming over and, you know, kind of doing, accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish it. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, yeah, it's really hard to, yeah. hit, I hit, put it, <laughs> yeah. he's putting things exactly the right way. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to, you really boxed us there. Yeah. It's, re- it's really hard to have regrets, uh, especially when, yeah. when it's gone the way that it has for these two guys. Yeah. No, yes. I, well, First and foremost, yes, thanks so much for coming on. I feel like this was awesome. I've thought about things that in ways that I've never thought about them, right? And it like I hope people that are listening to this podcast can realize that sometimes it's tough to make a switch. Sometimes it, it it's scary. You're afraid of the relationship. You're afraid of like what you've built. But if you do feel like it is better, you know, go for it. Do what you think is best. Go for it. And, you know, Talk to the guys here. Look up these two guys on Instagram the same way that they looked up old Skylar Griffin on you know on the Instagram. Yeah, Google. yeah. Shoot us a DM, please. <laughs> yeah, slide please. on in. Slide in, please. And uh, but no, you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. I thought this was absolutely awesome. Unreal, guys. Unreal. Yeah. As for this episode of the Landing Pad, we out. Intermission, let the birds fly. I get money, turn no vision through my third eye. Money, don't let it watch me flip it like it's five guys. Don't let it go, check out the ceiling, look at the blue sky. I took a tip, check, yeah, who is this in on my neck? I don't regret, yeah, I'm better than I don't got a debt. You crawl for you wall, you can't wall, you can win. All my dogs, I know wall.